Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Yo, what's popping? Dude, I'm in a great mood today. Clearly. Fired up, unlike yesterday. Yesterday, I was just honorary. You got that re- you got that refill of them Zanny bars, I see. Is that what it is? No. I don't think it was the Zanny bars. I think it had everything to do with one, we are no. one day no. further away no. from UCF's no. disastrous no. loss. Number one, number two, and number three reasons because you got to go back to the gym. That's your happy place. That's your uh, playground as a child. And if you don't have your workouts, you throw. You're not yourself, Dustin, like the Snickers commercial. I threw a temper tantrum. Yes. Yeah, I'm like a two-year-old who hasn't taken his nap. Yeah, I took an entire week off after completing the Ironman 70.3. Yeah, and that was my reward, as I'm, to, yeah. I'm supposed to. By about Thursday, I started feeling like I was incompetent, mm-hmm. like I was lazy, yep. like I was you know, starting to get out of shape. <laughs> and um, so Monday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, I finally went into the gym. I haven't lifted in 30-plus days because when I get three weeks out from a race, I quit lifting. Like I, I want to oh, save wow. everything I have for the race. So then I'm just doing my bikes, my swims, and my um, mm. and my runs. So I got back in. Lifting is me time. Give me 50 minutes, four days a week of just lifting weights. Weird. That's me time. And then you know the the triathlon training. That's just more for my my lungs and my heart and my cardiovascular system. But yes, I did get up this morning as well. And I. Did Why don't you tell the folks what time you got up, Dustin? 4:20. That's your favorite time of the day, John. Yeah, all day, every day. All day, twice, every twice, day. Twice, yep, twice a set, day. Set my alarm for 4:20. <laughs> um, I'm in the studio by 5 a.m. I cycled for about an hour and 15, hour and 20, and then uh, did a 20-minute run afterwards. Did some stretching. Okay. Then yeah. Good for you. Yeah, dude. I've already um, I did that. Went to the. Th- then I go to the gym to actually shower. How ghetto is that? No, it's like, not. That's what you're I, supposed to do. Well, yeah, but I go to a, a studio to work out. Then I drive. Oh, I drive right. to the gym. Yeah, okay. I check in like I'm going to be a new member. Like, yeah, hey, I'm coming in for my workout. Yeah, and I've I done that before. Slide, slide I go, right in. I've gone to the gym sometimes to relieve myself because I'm a shy crapper. <laughs> So I don't do that stuff in public. You know public. what? You're not the only one. There's someone else in this in this office who does something Yo, very similar. I've driven like downtown to use the bathroom. Shout out, um, LA Fitness. No, no, no. On 50? I know. I go to nice places like at the uh, the um, Alphonse Inn. Yeah. Got nice bathrooms, man. Private stalls. I'm serious. Pr- Close the door. Got hey, nice music. I marble was, floors. I was today years old when I learned that about you. Yeah. But no, I'm also happy because uh, my UCF Knights absolutely vomited all over themselves. This freaking team out of Waco, this no-nothing, no-good team out of Waco. Shout out RG3. Yeah, they were good at one time. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure they also you know, lost to UCF in the Fiesta Bowl about 10 years ago. But I tell you what, they found magic in Orlando because they came back from 28 points and stuck it to our shout out to those team. Shout out to those uniforms. I was like, oh, wow, UCF, they got some sharp uniforms. Yeah, they oh, need to focus more about— Oh, um, they're up by 21. This game's over. <laughs> yeah, you and everybody else. Yeah, no, they need to focus on finishing— they need to focus on staying focused and quit worrying about uniforms. Yeah, that's what they need to do. But you know what? It's a new week, so I will continue to, to don my my black and gold, support those knights. I'll charge, charge on. Charge on, bro. And, uh, and I hope that they do the same. So, um, you know, today is going to be a really cool episode, John, because it's, it's a viewer request. Okay. And... You brought it to me. It's crazy. Mark brought, me, brought it to me For as real? well. Yeah, okay. yeah, so y'all must either talked about this behind so my back. Could be and the then, universe. 
or you both saw the same message on YouTube. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it's like a spinoff of a previous episode where someone's commentary was like, hey, can you dive deeper into what it means to work in your business versus on your business? Shout out Grant Hall. I think it was Grant Hall. It was Grant's episode, yeah. but it wasn't Grant who Correct. actually asked the question. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the person who asked the question. In fact, let's do a couple quick shout outs really quickly. Shout out to Joe in San Diego. Okay. Joe hit me up on LinkedIn. He's like, hey, bro, love the show. Are you guys coming out west anytime soon? Unfortunately, soon is a relative term. We don't have anything booked travel-wise west of the Mississippi. Our next trip is in a couple weeks. We're heading up to Philadelphia for the National NBA Conference. Word. After that, we don't have anything on the books, although I'm still trying to get that Oklahoma date scheduled. Unfortunately, the date that I had penciled in isn't going to work, so we're looking to reschedule. Maybe that'll be in November. Maybe that'll be in December. I don't head out west, and you don't head out west until April at this standpoint, and we are going to be in Arizona for housing wires. Shout out what? Yeah. Now, I wish we were out west right now because AIM is having their big conference out in Vegas. Next year, John, we don't want to miss that. If anyone's tuning in and they are very active with AIM, Please know we want to become active with AIM. We want to continue to participate in what's going on in the broker community. And um, I would love a hookup. I would love an intro. I'd love for someone to reach out to us. But AIM is having their national conference, I believe, this week or next. We're not there this year. I want to be there next year. That would have been an opportunity for us to get out west. And then shout out to Elena, who's in Kansas City. Word. She reached out and said, hey, would you be? And I said, stop there. The answer is yes. <laughs> I'm like, now what do you want to get, Elena? <laughs> yeah, She's what? like, hey, would you be willing to come out to Kansas City, Missouri in April, potentially, okay. to be a part of an event that, that she and her company are, are hosting, 250-plus loan officers? And I was like, hell to the yeah. Yes, I would love to go out. So um, if y'all are looking for a speaker, some energy, a fresh face, something new, yo, hit us up. We have passports. We have TSA. Wow. Yeah, clear, no, right? TSA pre. We have TSA pre. I got clear. Yeah, that's not that's not TSA pre though. It's not. I'm gonna step up my game. <laughs> um, and then obviously shout out to uh, these three individuals: Jeff Zempfer. Shout out Jeff. Yep, Jeff is a um, he's a premium partner. He is a who's who in the mortgage industry. Jeff is going to be our TLOP exclusive speaker this month on the 25th. So that's something that we're doing for our 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 TLOP members and jeff is going to be teaching his secret sauce which is basically how to leverage events in order to grow out your your referral network but if you are a tlop member you're a member of tlop online please know that every single quarter jeff's commitment to us is he is going to give mm. y'all mm. a pre-made ready to go out of the box realtor lunch and learn slide deck etc right so for y'all who joined us by the way, record number last week. Yeah, How exciting out. was that? Awesome. Good job, Mark. Nikki. Yeah, good yeah. job, Mark and Nikki. Record signups last last week, and we're just getting started. Y'all, please know one of the benefits is this lunch and learn in a box mm -hmm. being provided to us due to our partnership with Jeff Zemfer, and Jeff's going to be our TLOP exclusive speaker on the 25th. Shout out to Kai McBride. Kai McBride is a Who's nationally who? renowned mm -hmm. mortgage coach. He's been in the game for 20-plus years. He was once a top producer. I love Kai because of his Jedi mindset. Um, but Kai's going to come on in November and be our TLOP exclusive. 
it's going to be evolve or die. It's a presentation that Kai has been giving all throughout the country. Um, and then in December, it's TBD as the guest. It's going to be a secret, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to revolve around business planning, mm. right? We all should be business planning as we wrap up 2023, get excited about 2024 business planning. I'm going to bring in one of my friends from the outside, TLOP exclusive, all about business planning. And then finally, for our Facebookers, uh, our girl, Nikki Ray, Shout over at Nikki. TLOP online, she's been wanting to do this. I, she pulled the trigger this week. There is a Facebook group called TLOP Talk. T-L-O-P, T-L-O-P Talk. This is going to be free. This is going to be open. This is going to be our way to continue to give back to the mortgage loan originators throughout the country. So y'all check out T-L-O-P Talk. Go ahead and um, join the group. Uh, I'm sure Nikki will have whatever she has to let you in <laughs> to moderate it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to be contributing. And then as we have these T-L-O-P exclusives, you should anticipate the people that we bring on, they're also going to be contributors. So it's going to be a great place for the community to continue to grow and for us to continue to support mortgage loan originators from coast to coast, just like we do at tloponline.com with our membership, right? Our membership for many mortgage loan originators is the first and the only spot they need to invest in their business, right? It's a one-time investment and we offer coaching, we offer training, we offer marketing ideas, we offer training videos, over 300 of them, resources, links, tools, three plus calls a month, like newsletter, et cetera. Um, so y'all should be checking out tloponline.com. On that note, let's jump into today's show, Word. John. I have no idea what it's going to be. And before we do, do you know what's different about today's episode? This is episode 360-something. 373. And for the first time ever, I'm doing something. Drinking whiskey out of the mug. I am drinking coffee out of my coffee mug. That's the type of good morning Shit's I'm having. Week, I would have woke up with a double shot of Patron. You probably would have, but typically I only drink water out of these coffee Correct. mugs. Today it's actually coffee. Where'd you get coffee from? We had that coffee maker in the break room. I know, but what was because you went to the gym? Do you see how things just start off so differently when you go to the gym? Yeah, I'm a two cup of coffee guy a day. It's one pre workout and then one post workout when I'm coming when I get into the office. It's kind of like my treat. Mm -hmm. So I have cup of coffee driving into my my 5 a.m workout and then i get to the office around 8 a.m and the first thing that i do is i go and, and get my second coffee for the day caffeine is the most consumed drug on the planet unless you're john coleman <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i don't drink that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right so on that note let's just kind of jump right into it and i went to our friend google and I wanted to see what Google would say when I say, Google, please explain to me the difference between working in and working on. Okay. I know my answer. I want to see Google's answer. So we're going to start with Google's answer. Working in your business is anything that's a job. Execution, yes, but also management of the execution. Working on your business, however, includes anything strategic, business strategy, marketing strategy, sales strategy, product development, research, and the vision and the decisions that live in the C-suite. Not bad. Yes. Shout out Google. Yeah. So let me walk you through my 20 years of working in this industry, starting off as a broke as a joke, rookie loan originator who knew nothing and was scared and didn't know exactly what direction to go. I knew to go straight. And I had a general idea of what straight meant, but I wasn't hyper-focused mm -hmm. on that direction. Couldn't be. Didn't know what I didn't know. 
didn't necessarily have like awesome coaches and mentors or podcasts to turn to that helped steer me in the right direction. So starting off there and then developing to where I sit today, more of like divisional executive on the sales side of things, but still in sales leadership, managing area managers, branch managers, all the way down to rookie loan originators, both internally as well as externally, kind of give y'all an idea of what that means. And for our fans that tune in outside of the industry, awesome, because this applies to you and applies to your industry. Again, whether you run a lawn care company, whether you are a dentist, a financial advisor, a realtor, mortgage loan originator, or insert your trade or your profession here. I like to think of this as green time, yellow time, red time. And let's take yellow out. It's either green or it's red. Okay, red activities, red means stop, red typically means bad. Red activities are activities that have to get done, but they don't earn you money. Green activities are things that typically are moving the needle towards generating more revenue. And throughout any work day and work week, you need green and you have to, you have, to have red. The problem is when it's nothing but red, you're doing no green. And I think that's what most people mean when they're talking about working on your business versus working in your business. So let's start with a mortgage loan originator. Mortgage loan originators, if you come in and you start your day at nine versus start your day at eight, I'm guessing the minute you come in, you have voicemails and you have emails that are in your inbox. So you spend the next hour responding to voicemails and emails. And most of those voicemails and emails response aren't necessarily prospecting activities. They're not marketing activities. They're not you scheduling an appointment to go meet with a referral source. It's you answering questions about a file and process. It's you running numbers for someone who needs an estimated payment. It's you replying to your sales manager who wants to know how come you didn't pull any credit reports last week, right? That's all red time. I'm not saying that you don't and you shouldn't and you can't do those things. I'm just saying that if you started your day at 9 a.m. versus 8 a.m., more than likely, that's how your day is starting. And then next thing you know, it between 10 a.m. and the rest of the day, your email and your text messages and your phone calls are inbound and all of them are asking you to do things like working in your business, follow up on that appraisal, Tell the listing agent how come they haven't received title. Um, rewrite that pre-approval letter this time, drop the sales price by $10,000, right? It's all things that don't move the needle towards bringing in more revenue. Whereas those people who time block or prioritize green time, what those people tend to do is they get in at 8 a.m. They spend from eight to nine planning out their day and doing anything that is transactional first, get it off their plate. And then they don't let anything disrupt them from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And during that time, they are strictly working on their business. By working on their business, they are outbound, proactively reaching out to referral sources to ask them to refer them clients, to invite them to an event or ask them to meet with them. They are proactively hopping on social media, they are not just posting, but they are hearting, they are commenting, they're even doing a little bit of stalking to learn something about their, their intended audience. They're even 
DMing for the sole purpose of I'm looking to expand my network. I'm looking to make eye contact, shake hands, kiss babies, and move that needle. Working on your business versus working in your business very well could be reaching out to a title rep, scheduling an appointment so that the two of you can sit down and talk about the next lunch and learn that you're going to host, where you're going to pick the date, pick the location, pick the topic, and then divide and conquer when it comes to filling the room, right? These are all things that are forward thinking, revenue generating activities. This will be called green time, not the red time, red time things, payroll, accounting, pipeline management, they need to be done, but they need to be time blocked. And they, they are also things that can be done really early in the morning, let's say 6 a.m., or they can be done really late in the evening, let's say 6 p.m. What we can't do is never focus on working on our business because we're constantly consumed in working in our business. And what I have found, and I'll probably stop at this, at this juncture, John, and let you ask questions or add commentary. What I have found is it just takes discipline. The difference between those that have figured out how to work on their business as well as in it versus those that only work in their business is discipline. It is structure. It is being intentional. Like what do you have to do to make a change, recognizing that nothing changes if nothing changes. If you currently aren't generating your 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 leads a month, probably because you don't work enough consistently and you're too busy when you do work working in your business instead of working on your business. Business planning to me is working on my business, not in my business. Keeping my, my business plan somewhere visible on top of my desk reminds me to consistently be working on my business, not in my business, but also getting up every day, coming to the office. And when I come to the office, I work. That's one step further to me to achieving my goals of being equally working on my business versus working in my business. But I think it all starts with intentionality and discipline. Do you allow yourself to do it? And are you intentional with those efforts? Word. Well said, Dustin. Yeah, what are your thoughts on all of People this? People love doing playing in the red time. You know why? Because it's like instant gratification. They get to check that box. When you're in the green time, it's like a longer, longer play. You yes. Get to, yeah, because when you work on strategy and stuff, it takes a couple months, years for it to come to fruition. But if I'm like checking a bunch of boxes, like busy work, I can look back at the day and be like, look at how busy I was. I returned all those phone calls and did all those approvals. But like you said, like that's not really doing anything, is it? Yep. Um, so for those sales professionals out there that are still trying to figure out how to become their company's next top producer, for those sales professionals who are tuned in that are newer at their craft and don't know if they're going to make it, like I can tell y'all pretty quickly if you're going to make it or not. Like I, I know which horses to bet on and which horses not to. And coming out of the gates, I start noticing, are you, are you too focused on working in your business versus on your business? Meaning, if you're day 90, day 180 into your career, and you're so focused on the look of your business card, whether or not the marketing flyer has your picture on it or not, you ain't gonna make it. Like, I'm not putting my money on you. Like, that is somebody whose priorities are all out of whack. Right, if, if, if you keep on waiting, well, I, I just need to wait until that you lost me. 
I just need to wait until. Yeah, I just got to finish up my website. It's almost ready. Yeah. No. No. You should be working on your business before you even get hired on. Like before you get hired on, before you 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 go into that venture, you should be. Let's go back and start thinking about it. You should start being strategic with a business strategy, a marketing strategy, a sales strategy. Most of us don't have much to do in product development, but we may want to consider how we want to leverage a product. Like we have our coaching group meeting tomorrow and their assignment was to bring one product that they are going to use to get their foot in the door over the next 90 days. And I'm going to teach them how to sell that product. Okay. Um, so we don't necessarily have product development, but we do have ways to grab a product, learn it. And then more importantly, learn how to sell it, learn, learn how, well, how does this product help solve a pain or a need for my intended audience? If you're a loan officer, your intended audience will be a realtor or a builder. How can I take this one product and help them, solve a pain. What's their pain? Their pain is not enough transactions. Their pain is not enough listings. Their pain is they can't get buyers off the fence. Okay. Grab one of your products and learn it and then go out and sell it. Um, and then obviously the, the vision and then the decisions. Well, most of us, when you're hundred percent commission, you are the lead decision maker. It all comes down to you. This is why people fail. In fact, they fail because they need a decision maker for them. They're almost a better soldier than they are a general. But this industry and many other industries that allow you to be 100% commission and have unlimited access to income, the detriment is you have no one holding you accountable, no one slapping you on the hands when you get lazy, when, when your thought process becomes weak. So you have to be that decision maker and you have to, before you even start, put together your strategy, whether it's sales, whether it's marketing, whether it's overall business, do the research and by the do the research, follow the patterns. We talk about this all the time on the show, follow the patterns who has come before you and has the career that you desire and do what they did, do what they did. You might not be as talented as them, at which point you may achieve 70% of their success. Still success. It's still success. And more than likely 70% of what they were able to do by following their footsteps was probably better than what you would have done on your own guessing. Let's say you are more talented to them. How awesome. After two or three years, once your experience level catches up with theirs, you'll start outproducing them. But when, when I hear research, that's, that's what I think. Research is who has come before me too many times. This, this is a example of someone who's going to fail too many times. People are like, oh, this is hard. There must be an easier way. Um, no one else has thought about John. No one, no one's thought about this. I'm going to do that. No, you're not. Well, you are, but you won't be doing it for long because you'd be out of the business, right? Like there's tried and true. There are the patterns, follow them. So I gave advice to a, um, a, a younger loan originator two or three years into his career. Shout out to Hunter actually. So Hunter out in uh, Colorado and my advice to Hunter is like, I didn't want to like discourage him from, from, flexing his creativity. Mm -hmm. But I said, follow Pareto's principle, follow the 80, 20 rule. 80% of what you do Hunter needs to be what everyone else before you has done to become successful. Now you might not send letters the way that Dustin Owen did back in 2004. You may send emails or text messages, right? But it's still the concept of reaching out to 12 to 20 people a day first via the written 
form and then the spoken form. So basically I used to send a letter and then three days later I'd call them. He may send an email and the next day he calls them. But 80% needs to be that tried and true. And then I allowed him, hey, 20% of your time, your effort, your energy can go towards other things, right? Other things. And for Hunter, he wanted to attack um, calling on apartment complexes and he wanted to leverage his relationship with some of the bigger apartments and the leasing agents and hosting some kind of a home buying seminar for those that rent in these apartments. Cool. But you know, what I had to tell him is that if that was the end all be all, every top producer that's in the Scotsman guide would be doing that, but they don't. And there's a reason why they don't Right? same thing for divorce attorneys says are divorce attorneys, decent referral sources. Sure. But trying to build your business off the back of divorce attorneys, please know if you do it, oh, people will be talking about you because you'll be an outlier. You know, it doesn't mean that if you have an easy layup to a divorce attorney, you don't call on them. No, but you spend the 80% working your circle of influence, working your local real estate um, market and the local home builders. Like that is what you have to do. And when I look back on those that aren't going to make it, now there's like a twofold. One is they're constantly trying to buck the trend and look for the easy way out. I'm going to change everything. Watch me hold my beer. Yes. No. No. I mean, there, there's like a one in 10,000 shot you will. Mm -hmm. So, no. The odds are, are forever against you. Not saying you can't, right? But I'm just saying the odds are forever stacked against you. So, quit trying to do things that make you not have to do the uncomfortable, make you feel like you can do it easier. I don't need to do that. It's going to be too hard. Everyone else is doing that. So I'm going to do something different. No, do what everyone else is doing. Just do it better, right? Like everyone else is working on their business. You work on your business. Don't try to work in your business and think that things are going to work differently for you. So that's always one telltale sign that someone's not going to make it mm -hmm. is they want to buck the trends and they don't want to follow the patterns. And then the second and the most is the people who work in their business. So I'm going to give those examples. Those are the people that, that when they onboard, they won't go out and make sales calls. Well, I can't do it until I finish my Zenix ground school. No, you got to do both. Like I need you three hours a day learning technically how to do this job. If you're a mortgage loan originator, you should definitely check out Zenix's ground school program. It'll teach you the X's and O's to blocking and tackling how to be technically foundationally sound. But I won't know how to talk to clients comfortably if I don't understand the product, Dustin. That's an excuse, right? Because you're not willing to do something that, that you're not good at. No. Are you not good at going out and introducing yourself to a stranger? That's all I need you to do. Introduce yourself to a stranger. Ask them questions about what they do for a living. Ask them questions about their, their business, about their goals. And then let them know that you're a lender and that you would love the opportunity to help any clients that come their way that need financing. If they ask you questions that you can't answer, you need to be quick on your feet. You need to come up with, with a, a good um, stall tactic until you can get to the office, look it up, talk to your mentor, discuss it with your branch manager. And maybe in the beginning, you sell your team more than you sell yourself. Oh, my team is awesome. My Between myself, my sales manager, my processor, like we do a fantastic job of helping people get the right loan and close on time. But no, those that don't make it, 
are those that are studying programs and products. Those that are putting together the best spreadsheets. Those that are worried about their picture not being on the marketing flyer or uh, the layout of their business card or, oh, I need to wait for my website. No, you don't. None of us in this industry made our money because we had a badass website. Like a website to me, it's, it's a placeholder. It's a place I can send somebody so they can complete an application online for their convenience, not my convenience. Because if it's convenient for them to have me or my team take the application over the phone, I should do that. But I should try to not make a practice of me spending my valuable time in my business versus on. In my business would be taking down someone's application. That would be in my business. On my business would be a consultation. Because I win you, John, doing consultations. Like that's when I can sell you. That's when I can stand out. That's when I can build trust. So I need to be doing more of that. Mm -hmm. That's also when I can ask you for referrals. I can talk to you about your reticular activator. I don't necessarily need to be the person who is filling out name, social, date of birth, where you've worked the past two years, answering these 13 questions when I have a website that you can use. But I'm not going to generate a bunch of leads and close a bunch of business because I have an awesome website. I have a question. Yes. What happens when the pendulum swings to the other side and all people do is in the, uh, the red time? No, the yeah, green, green time? Yeah. What happens if all I do is just green shit all day, every day? You would have a phenomenal problem that's easy to solve for. Okay. Phenomenal problem easy to solve for. If all you're doing is generating crazy amounts of leads because you're building a crazy amount of relationships, you've put together some of the best sales strategies marketing strategies, you're the visionary, and you're executing. But I don't know there's a T in mortgage. You're saying I can make it? Yes, 1,000%. Now you need a really strong branch and a really strong sales manager, and you need somebody to work with you to build a team around you because you need to have some kind of a technical wizard. And I'm going to tell you, you still got to get technically sound. You still need to understand what you're selling. You owe it to your client, you owe it to your referral sources. But no, you don't have to be the best at calculating income if you have an ex-underwriter on your team that reviews every single file. And you can afford an ex-underwriter to be on your team if you're out there generating 100 plus leads a month and you're, cl and you're turning those 100 leads into 15 closings and those 15 closings is coming in at $4.5 million in volume and that's $50,000 a month in, in income. I'm sure you could probably give up a little bit of that income, John, to pay for an ex-underwriter as well as uh, a sales assistant. And between the two of them, you're funneling all of the paperwork, all of the red time. Yeah, yeah. But you still need to know their job because you as the leader, as the decision maker, the person in the C-suite, you have to be able to inspect what you expect. So yes, you can get away with doing more to a boatload of green time and very little red time if you get good at team building. But you still have to know something about how to run an efficient business because you have to be able to inspect what you expect. If you just focus on red time, you will find yourself more broke than you were when you came in and you will find yourself out of this industry or any other industry if that's all you focus on. I mean, I had this, this same thought for, you know, friends of mine that, that work for themselves and they've been working for themselves for 20 years and they are no 
one, they are no step further ahead of the game in life when it comes to financial matters than they were when they were in their 20s working for somebody else. And the reason why is because they got hyper-focused on whatever that skill set was that they had, and that's all they do. So let's say it's mowing lawns. All they want to do is mow lawns. Well, I'm the best, I'm the best mower, weed whacker, edger, blower. I can do it the, the cleanest. It looks the best when I do it. I'm like, cool, but that's not scalable. Like, that's not scalable. So now if you break your foot, you're out of work. Right now, if you want to go on vacation, you're not making money because you're the only person that can do it. That's someone who is too busy working in their business, not on their business. Someone who works on their business may have to still mow. They may have to blow weed, weed whack and edge, but they are putting together a business strategy and a marketing strategy and sales strategies that allow them to go out and generate twice as many accounts. Then they're going out and hiring a crew chief. And then that crew chief is going to then go out and hire some day laborers and they're going to crank through those yards while that's happening. Sure. The owner has to be able to inspect what she or he and she expects, but they're also coming back and working on research. What would research be if you owned your own landscape business? Well, what are some, some auxiliary businesses I could spin off of this? Well, if I'm already mowing, should I not also be spraying for bugs? If I'm already at your house and you have a pool, should I not maybe also offer a, a pool cleaning service? Ah, and then what if you applied those same exact concepts to these auxiliary businesses? Hey, I'm already cutting and mowing. Should I also offer landscaping? Should I also offer tree trimming? Right, you can then expand your services, but that's only if somebody was willing to work on their business instead of spending the past 20 years working in it. And that's what I meant earlier when I said this applies to people who own their own lawn care business, loan originators, financial advisors, dentists, and everywhere in between, you have to stop and slow down and ask yourself, how much of my time is red time? How much of my time is green time? And then if you're going to err on the side of caution, spend more time doing green time. You can always hire people to backfill and do the red time. Assuming your green time was generating leads, generating revenue. Now, if your green time is spent in theory world, like I call it theory world, like you're just theorizing and you're brainstorming, but you're never executing. Well, then you're going to be out of business, just like the person who focuses too much on red time. Mm -hmm. So hopefully this answered that viewer's request. We are able to talk it through. And the ultimate goal in general is for people to tune into this show and say, hmm, they made me think today. Oh, I never heard it said that way because most of what we're talking about, it isn't brand new. We're not smart enough to come up with this stuff. Lord knows that. No, our job is to introduce our audience to thoughts and to concepts that maybe it's been months or years since they revisited, or maybe they've heard it, but they heard it from their parent. They heard it from their boss. And we get to be the cool uncles who slide in and do like, Hey, look, Mom and dad know what they're talking about, or, hey, your boss knows what, what she's talking about. Hear it from us as well. So um, that's what it means to us to work in your business versus working on your business. Well said, Dustin James Owen. Yeah, I love how you love to give me the, the middle name James. My grandfather on my dad's side. His first name was James. He was I know, James Robert. Robert. You're Robert. I know, Dro. We talked I'm about not that. Robert. It's Dro, though. It is Dro. 
What other R name starts with Rob Ryan? Ryan. There like you Nolan go. Ryan. Like Nolan Ryan. <laughs> yeah. And had I done my son right, mm-hmm. and we were going to name him either Dylan Ryan or Dalton Ryan, R Y N E, like Ryan Sandberg from the Cubs. Mm-hmm. What's his middle name? You Edward. After Damn, you didn't even know. You had to hard no, think about that. You I, look. True story. Son? I know my son's middle name. Okay. I had to think, is it okay if I share it with people? Okay, that's right. That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. And then here's what went through my mind. My wife won't like the fact that I shared his middle name. But he's an adult now, and he wouldn't mind. He's in college. Yes, he's an adult. I thought you said we are going to have him on the show. He's allowed to. Yo, what up, next time we're at UCF. You're, he you're, has parental consent now that he's 18. He has parental <laughs> it's consent. It's not up to you, Mom. I'm my yeah. It's not up to you. Yeah, he has parental consent. Now, my daughter would love to come on. She's like the countdown. Countdown until I can be on TV. Really? Oh. Yeah, but uh, she's a solid two years and, and like six months away okay. from being able to come on TLA. But, yes, I do know my son's middle name. It is Edward after his grandfather. There you go. My wife's father, whose yeah. first name is Edward. Look at that. Cycle continues. Yeah, the cycle continues. But, no, my son wasn't Dro because we couldn't fall in love with the name Dalton. And my cousin kind of stole the, the name Dylan. And because my cousin had a kid named Dylan – I didn't want to. Then. Jackson's a powerful name. Like he's it growing. Is. It's a good. It's a good solid name. Like yeah, my name's Jackson. Who are you, Todd? Like it's a good. You know what I'm saying? That's a solid name. Yeah. No. So, and um, funny story. We'll wrap up the show on this. Um, I actually wrote on the whiteboard in the, the delivery room three names. I put Jackson, Grant, and Dalton. And every time like a tech a, or yeah, a nurse yeah, we'll or a in, doctor that, would come in, I had them vote. And, and Jackson won the there vote. There you go. See? Very democratic from an early age. <laughs> Very democratic. Yeah. So. Uh, no, hey, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, if you're a loan officer out there, please make sure you are sliding over to tloponline.com. Check out everything we have to offer. It's essentially branch manager in a box. His name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. If you're tuning in for the first time, please give us a five-star review. Make sure you share us not once, not twice, but three times. If you like to listen on Spotify and Apple, we thank you, but we want to remind you we are on YouTube as well, and we love to watch those subscribers grow. So slide over to YouTube, give us a subscribe, and if you ever want to connect with us, LinkedIn is the best way to connect with me as an individual. First name Dustin, last name Owen, and IG, all of us are on that account, and IG is a much easier platform than Facebook to DM people, so you can DM us at the Lone Officer Podcast. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you for today. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.